On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 97 for the 15th of December, 2008. Ian, how's it going? It's going very well, James. How are you? I'm not bad at all. Trying to keep cosy and warm here as winter sets in with a vengeance for Couch 97. We, we kind of need some snow, don't we? Yeah. The whole kind of I've got my TV thing. blanket wrapped around my knees here. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> <laughs> when you can get it. <laughs> so here we are on Couch um, number 97, uh, where we talk mm. about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology news. And all sorts of wild and wacky stuff as well. So Indeed. And there's quite a, quite a variety of uh, stuff today, but we'll talk about the standard sort of topics. I guess um, business news, mm-hmm. technology news, content delivery, mobile, what else? Gaming and uh, any other crazy things that uh, occur to us during mm. the week. Yes. So I think we'll probably, a few things will be occurring, I'm sure. <laughs> but we shall look into this. Ian, what's all this about ebooks? The The big hot ticket item for Christmas stockings this year is is the old ebook, um, which... Not the Kindle, but an ebook, is that that? Well, I think everyone's trying to get their hands on, a, an, on an Amazon Kindle in the US, but uh, they're kind of struggling because there's a, there's a back order of about 11 to 13 weeks, apparently. Wow. So that doesn't really cut Christmas, really, does it? <laughs> which gives you some idea about uh, how popular they are. Uh, I've recently got a, a Sony uh, e-reader. Oh, right. Sony okay. reader, I think it's called, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's actually quite a nice little experience. I was pleasantly surprised. And where do you buy the books from for that? Now, in the UK, it's tied to Waterstones, who are a kind of a large okay. chain here in the UK. Uh, right, it's like the Barnes and Noble kind of thing of the UK, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah, and you, the, the whole DRM and user experience is not exactly up to the iTunes standard, but it does work. Right. And uh, it's, But the actual reading of the books itself is, is entirely pleasant. So I have, and do uh, they have sort of modern books or are they all yeah, pretty c- kind of... it comes with about a hundred, you know, classics on a CD that you can put on there. Uh, but you can buy bad. pretty, you know, all the modern stuff, you know, Richard Branson's business books to, you know, popular really? novels and all that kind of thing you can download and then pop on the, on the actual uh, device itself. And how does that compare to buying sort of, you know, a, a real book? Mm, it's about the same price. price. So it's kind of, mm. it's not exactly, uh, it doesn't incentivize you to do that. But it does mean that, I can, you know, on my little ebook I can carry around... Hundreds Lots of books. books. <laughs> and change between them and, you know, bookmarks. Does it play back MP3s as well? Oh, of course it does. Audiobooks? Uh, well, I presume if it's MP3, an MP3 audiobook, you could listen to it and read it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but I mean, like, I guess they're Audible. <laughs> audible, I listen to a lot of books from Audible. Uh, and they, yeah, um, Audible would, probably wouldn't work. They're owned by Amazon now, I think, so oh, right. it wouldn't surprise uh, me yeah, probably won't work. if their sort of .aa format um, doesn't kind of work. Anything else. Mm. Yes, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a good little market there. Um, so you think that's going to be the kind of the tickle me Elmo of um, Christmas this year? Well, Everyone will want one in the gadget department. I think it's I think it's uh, definitely one of giving one of the top ten items. Since uh, you've already got one, well, I've got one. Now, so, <laughs> so not for me, but for hopefully you. Not for me. So strike that from me in Christmas list, everybody. <laughs> um, meanwhile. Um, there's in the business news certainly in the UK, which is one of the sort of dynamic markets for the delivery of television and over all sorts mm-hmm. of different ways and means. Um, 
someone from, well, seems like the BBC, ITV and BT are all getting together to deliver TV over the open internet, mm. allegedly. Um, I've heard there's a project from the BBC which they've been talking a little bit about called Canvas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what this is. Right. So what does this involve? Like, I mean, BBC has their iPlayer thing now. Well, exactly. But I mean, no one's going to make a TV that just works with iPlayer. They've got to make a TV that works with kind of everything. Oh, okay. And so I don't think the BBC, well, the BBC isn't allowed to sell televisions. Right. <laughs> with the crazy wild charter they have. Mm-hmm. So um, they have to make some independent platform. Okay. Um, so they're looking at making a, this is what Michael Grade, executive chairman of ITV, said that it's a, the initiative would bring catch up from the PC to the TV set in the living room all for free. This makes convergence a reality. It would also future proof our free to air programs, Freeview and FreeSat. So I presume it's some sort of combination. Bingo. Of, it's like you've got all the things named there. <laughs> you, you do. You, so it sounds like some sort of combination of Freeview and all FreeSat and broadband. And online, the Uber box. Mm. But they, that's what your BT box does, BT Vision box does now, doesn't it? Oh, I'll tell you something. I mean, I guess we're talking about business, but I did at the weekend. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know, let's watch Iron Man in HD on the BT Vision box. Nice. It was there. I thought, fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. If I'd been able to watch it, <laughs> I mean, because, well, you have to download it. And I was thinking, oh, it's not going to take that long. Mm-hmm. It'll be, you know, mm-hmm. progressive download. I can start watching it soon. Right. Five hours later, 74%. Oh, thinking, no. you know, It's got to be in like 1080p or something, but I'm, yes. at least I don't think I had to buy it. I mean, that will all sort of come out in the wash, but I mean, that is outrageous. <laughs> Five hours, you've got to walk down to your local video store. Well, so once again, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Whoever Mr. BT is, as it say here. Um, Ian Livingston, CEO of BT. Sorry, mate, I'm not buying it, you know. <laughs> Um, which surprised me because my I did also compare the price with um, Apple TV uh-huh. and I know we're sort of leaping ahead maybe into sort of bitching about content delivery but um, mm-hmm. it was actually like 50 pence less expensive on BT on um, on Apple TV no because that's uh, normally th- the most expensive way of buying it is on iTunes well but that's what I'm thinking it must be only 720p well it is only 720p on the Apple TV right but you can also do progressive download. It'll do you mm, this sort of, yeah. you know, would you like to start watching it now? Oh, right. Um, whereas the BT thing, I'm thinking it must, it's got to be 1080p. Well, because it, it's more expensive and it took forever. So <laughs> I wonder how big that is. Like, that's incredible. So did you, did yeah. you give up after five hours? I don't know. It probably eventually downloaded oh, okay. it. <laughs> right. And I'm sure BT will charge me for going over my gigabyte cap as well. But <laughs> no, it's just. They get you both ways. Oh, that's, that's outrageous. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Anyway, not a good experience. I mean, mm. yes, they've got HD, but it's not exactly usable. I mean, mm. you're not going to wait four hours. You're not going to say, oh, I think I fancy watching that. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be kind of pretty much instant, doesn't it? Mm. Otherwise, you're just not going to. But it do shows it. the state of, you know, I, I've got a, an eight megabit DSL loop at home. Um, mm. So I know that today, I think plenty, Virgin, yeah, Virgin Media announced they were doing 50 megabits to the home, but obviously that's using Doxis 3. Yes. Um, so, but, but DSL, it just shows that it's not entirely compatible with mm. uh, certainly 1080p delivery. Mm. Um, anyway, we sort of digress a bit how naughty yeah. we are, but I'll stick to Blu-rays, which is a nice segue, I think. <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, we have a, a, a brief article about um, how in the new Dark Knight Blu-ray uh-huh. disc, there's a feature called BD Live. Yep. 
have you played with this yet? Apparently it's on the PS3. No, I haven't because I haven't actually seen um, a disc that has mm. BD Live on, which is essentially the connected disc mm. of, um, or, you know, basically the Ethernet port is being used on the, the Blu-ray players. Uh-huh. So this is, and I don't know if this is on the UK version as well, mm, but true. what's it say? Well, it allows you to hook up a USB webcam to your PS3 and right. then commentate on the film as it progresses. And from there, you can upload, upload what you've said about the film to the BD Live servers for other people to enjoy. Now, presumably, you know, you had actually something interesting to say, and I can't really well, And clearly, the person who's commenting on this one has himself dressed like the Joker on it. <laughs> so clearly, he's got nothing interested to say it's, at it's all. It's kind of like fan cam, isn't it? <laughs> Watch it with somebody else's commentary. How sad would that be? Well, I can imagine. I can um, actually imagine this would work really nicely with, um, you know, someone that was actually involved with the movie. Um, you know, like an actor or yeah, a director it, or something. Yeah. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Um, but then that's normally bundled on the disc, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah, okay, that's called the point. director's commentary. Yeah. Um, and he's not dressed like the Joker. <laughs> I would. I would hope. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but maybe I mean, for sports you know, things, it would be good. Uh, Maybe that needs to go on my Christmas list. But I have—I mean, I've ordered The Dark Knight and oh, cool, even okay. Iron Man to be delivered by you know the Love Film guys. So I'll be mm. uh, hoping that will oh, arrive. Nice. Um, it'd be interesting if any of our listeners have had experience of um, watching or requesting HD content mm. um, for download. How do you and get I'm talking your, not your 720p, HD but content? yeah, does it does it work for you? Mm-hmm. Am I just mm. you know unfortunate and at the dark end of the dark fibre? <laughs> Um, but, uh, oh dear. Well, if you have any feedback on, on that, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. If you can send it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. That'll be great because we love shunt your to get video it. around. Indeedy. Uh, um, now, other content news, and I've heard a bit about this, but I haven't kind of seen it, is, well, I don't think anyone's probably seen it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Even the people that went. The, <laughs> yeah, NFL being recorded in 3D. Yeah, so well, even um, broadcast in 3D. This is uh, yeah, football. Yeah, to just to theatres, presumably. Yeah, right? so this is football in, uh, in the US. And uh, right. it was broadcast to theatres in Boston, New York, and LA. Okay. And uh, it was a game between the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. I know the San Diego Chargers have a big fan base uh, all over the US. Uh, now, presumably, this would be fantastic opportunity to go and see the best of the game uh, yep. if you couldn't actually make it to the match because first of all you're seeing it on a big screen you're going to a theater but you're also seeing yep. it in three dimensions which i think would be fantastic they'll be even in some ways even better than being there uh, because then you could actually yeah, see close up to the action mm. you could uh, see exactly what's going on people's facial expressions when they're you know doing whatever they do uh, <laughs> when they poke their tongues out, I mean, you can see it. Yeah, I guess. You can feel the, this is the wet willy in the ear or whatever it is. But. That's exactly right. Uh. Um, so I think uh, it, it was a bit of an experiment. And I think for the first half of the match, the whole thing died and they couldn't, I mean, it sounds like a, a classic transmissions problem as opposed to anything wrong with the 3D Yeah, I mean, the, the, the saddlings went down a couple of times. Mm. Um, I have seen some live rugby actually mm. in 3D. All oh, right, well, But it wasn't. Like? Uh, it was quite good, actually. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. And I'm actually going to a th- another 3D TV kind of demo later this week, so I might nice. have something to talk about next week on that. But a few things I've heard about, um, there are a few bad editorial mistakes about yeah. quick camera movement and right. the dissolve, which brought up the barfometer. 
<laughs> so people had to take the glasses off before they vomited. Oh, no. um, it's a whole new world in 3D, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I say that. Uh, I wonder if they had the same cues for the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, some scenes clearly capture the benefits of 3D broadcasts, however, such as an interception by Chargers linebacker Stephen Cooper as players crisscross the field. So, I mean, you can imagine when uh, when you have some good you know, 3D kind of action going on that would be. Fantastic. And a long touchdown catch by mm. San Diego's Vincent Jackson with the arc of the ball caught on the camera all the way. That would be, yeah. that would be great. No, I think it's quite cool. I mean, there was a one stat in this, this article which mentions 2% of the nation's TV sets are equipped to handle 3D. That seems a bit um, big <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> well, what do you need to do 3D? I mean, you were saying you need 120 hertz and... Uh, yeah, you need to be able to basically overdrive the screen so you right. can then synchronise it with your, your eyes. Um, okay. So you, have, you need to have shuttered glasses or polarised glasses, well, shuttered right. glasses, really. Mm-hmm. So then you know, the, the glasses need to sync up with the, the each um, frame on the screen to make sure you okay. have the right screen. So you're really doing... And then you just show, you know, essentially one, one frame to one eye and the next frame to the other eye. Right, so in order to get decent um, kind of action, you need, what, 60 mm. frames each eye? Is that, is that basically how it works? Yeah, roughly, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, and I think the last comment says it all. Um, according <laughs> to the commentators, more cheerleaders are required. There we go. <laughs> yep, that was a, the reviewer's experience. It was all good, but we need more cheerleaders. <laughs> cheerleaders in 3D, fantastic. Mm. Uh, so, Shake those pom-poms. There we go. Um, so looking at it, right. uh, more content delivery, I guess, uh, we've got a story from uh, about France Telecom's Orange service in France. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to create a new type of service for TV. I think they have aspirations here. I think it's pretty much what it's saying. So they're trying to create. Yeah, a new exactly. I mean, I, I think a lot of people want to do, you know, the three screen thing, PCs, TV, mm-hmm. and, and a mobile device of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess Orange is saying that they're going to do it. They've got mobile games, ringtones, mm-hmm. VOD. Um, but they, they're hoping to, it's the next couple of years, so it's very much right. kind of roadmap and okay. uh, have a working system for consumers to use in three years' time. Right. Uh, I mean, but I mean, are they looking for third-party developers, it seems, that will be able to provide yeah. services across their mobiles, PCs and set-tops? I that? guess so. So they're going to have to have some kind of abstraction thing to write, yeah. presumably, apps or games. Um, but it, it doesn't seem entirely clear, to be honest, exactly what's mm. going on. But, uh, oh, that sounds we'll, cool. Anything yeah. that, um, In three years' time, I'm sure it will all be blindingly <laughs> obvious to everybody. Um, now, there's another kind of rumour mill mm-hmm. um, in relation to the iTunes store. Yeah. Um, basically saying they're going to go DRM-free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not... I'm slightly confused. It says DRM-free is one thing which has kind of been promised. Right. But there's also some notion of potentially a 12 days of iTunes promotion where you'll get free songs or something. Ooh, cool. or, or they'll try a, a rental, download as much as you can kind of thing. Right. Um, I mean, they, uh, iTunes does have uh, this kind of high quality uh, iTunes Plus, it's called, uh, LA to, mm. it allows you to download DRM-free music from EMI. Yeah. Uh, but apparently the, the rumours have been started by the fact that there's been this iTunes Plus tracks available from different studios other than just EMI. Yeah, because it used to be able to find some kind of button where you could say, kind of top up my iTunes, mm-hmm. find the tracks that are now available mm-hmm. in DRM free and you could pay a bit more, pay the difference kind yeah. of stuff. 
Um, but I have actually bought some Amazon MP3s recently. What were they like? Did it work? Uh, pretty good, yeah. I mean, it worked pretty well. They, you have to download a kind of a companion app. Oh, yeah. Which sort of chucked them into iTunes. Okay. Uh, which essentially all that does is stops you. It's like a a download monitor, mm-hmm. which seems to kind of throttle the downloads as far as I could see. Okay. Because I bought three tracks and it would download them sequentially, which I guess kind of takes the load off Amazon servers. Right. Um, but because I've got like an Amazon account, it was just mm-hmm. a one click, click oh, to buy right. kind of thing. And how was the, um, how was the, um, like the range of tunes you could buy on there? I didn't do a vast search. I just went for a <laughs> bit of a <laughs> smattering of, you know, top 10 tunes. All right. So how, what was the price like? Um, was it comparable to? 59p a shot. Well, so it's cheaper, cheaper than iTunes. iTunes. So, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, obviously DRM free, mm-hmm. but I did, as I say, have to download this kind of helper app, which I mean, I didn't right. really, I could have just, you know, double clicked on them on the desktop. Um, but now, you know, I'll probably, I probably would go there actually rather than, uh, than iTunes to be honest. Well, if it's 10p cheaper per song. Yeah. And albums from three pounds. We should get a commission wow. here. Ian, That's we? fantastic. Yeah. I did notice that iTunes was, uh, has a weekly movie on sale for 99p. Oh, right. So you can download a movie okay. for 99p, but it's normally uh, uh, Rubbish like a movie that you would not normally watch unless it was 99p. The sea movies, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so speaking of uh, Apple and, and iTunes, uh, Apple has mm-hmm. announced that uh, they've sold 300 million iPhone applications. Uh, Segway does that include the free section. ones? I expect it does, to be honest, because um, yeah. that's a very large number. And they've also got 10,000 separate applications in the store itself, of which I think I've downloaded probably about a million applications already. They're good fun. They're pretty easy to download, which makes the service very easy to uh, mm. And I did buy some of their kind of um, download madness sort of Black Friday kind of thing. Oh, they had lots some, of games are on uh, sale. Oh, right. Some sales on, right. Yeah. So I, I bought some, no, I, I saw games that I'd purchased at full price for 59 pence. Um, <laughs> but yeah, That's I did, I did way, buy a couple. I bought Nanosaur, I think, which was, I remember playing on the Mac and it was quite cool. Hmm. Um, but there's actually and, some uh, really handy things that. Uh, so, what have you downloaded right. recently? What's your I think your Google Earth is probably one of my favorite ones where you, know, you can spin the Earth around using your fingers and zoom in and zoom out uh-huh. you know, using those kind of gestures. That's very neat. And yeah, I just downloaded the, the Sea Dragon app from uh, Microsoft. Oh, yeah, that's the one where you can zoom in on pictures. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, PDF, uh, PDF killer, I suppose. Okay. Cool. It's like a graphic stack where you can download on. You can look at immensely complicated. I've got like a, it's like an earth at the moment and you have mm-hmm. to, you can just scroll in and in and in. But it, I guess it's accessing Microsoft Live database or something. Nice. Um, but any, any large images. So I've now, I'm doing it. It's a whole picture of the world. It finds where you are and then you can zoom right in. So. Nice. I've but got, you, um, you have to be online. It oh, doesn't okay. seem to be. Got a very handy one that like uh, shows you where all the tube stations physically are on a map, and uh, you can pick a couple of stations, and it works out the best way of getting from one place to another. Which yeah, you showed me that actually. I thought that was pretty cool. Very handy. Um, hmm. uh, so uh, moving on to well, so that's all mobile really. There's not much going on in the world of mobile really at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, the BlackBerry Storm launched here in the UK without much of a storm. I think mm. you, a few bad reviews, in fact, mm. to be fair. Which is a shame because they've, uh, you know, they really tried to take uh, take on Apple at, at its own game, I guess, with the whole touchscreen thing. Yeah, and they've had you know a while to develop the the stuff, and the, mm. the haptic feedback was the big thing, wasn't it? That yeah, you, you could can actually, the, actually physically press the screen down. Yeah, and feel something. Anyway, I mean, I haven't seen anyone who's got one. 
um, a few people raving about Samsung phones actually, but not. Um, hmm. And when I, I was in Korea a week or so ago, and mm-hmm. I didn't see any kind of wow phones really. No, there were. I would have thought they. Actually, I did watch TV on a phone, live TV, which was quite cool. cool. Um, in the car, obviously, I wasn't driving, but uh, my <laughs> colleague was driving. And you so, were watching uh, TV. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Oh, have you got TV on?" They said, "Yeah, yeah, mobile TV." Well, so everyone has uh, TV that's one in Korea. Yeah, it was. I mean, and you could change channel. It was pretty quick, actually. Oh, that's uh, I think nice. it's using the um, DMB stuff, um, mm. and that's one of the constraints about that. I think iPhone might be launching in Japan and Korea is because a lot of phones now have got built-in TV, yeah, and if you have one the iPhone doesn't. TV, then why would you? Exactly, mm. um, and it's free as well, um, so nice. it's regular TV, and it, w- it wasn't bad. Um, nice, nice. But it was novel, it, but it was novel rather than useful. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, it's like most of these things. And illegal whilst driving, funnily enough. So <laughs> Good to know. There we go. <laughs> but even then, I mean, my, my buddy there, Jake, was driving me about, and he's, he's got that, but he has a separate sat-nav, in his, and it's not integrated in the car, it's a separate sat-nav. All oh, right, that's interesting. Which was actually a PDA as well. <laughs> um, so Imagine if you'd combine all these devices into one place. Exactly, but the charging stuff is quite tricky. You've got to have lots of little cables, but in Korea, they're quite sensible. All the phones have got the same charging interface. Serious, that is brilliant, isn't it? Why yeah, do they do except that? there's a newer, smaller one. A micro adapter has come in, mm-hmm. which you need an adapter for because it's smaller. <laughs> but uh, but even so, yeah. that's that's really cool. Actually, I, yeah, they, I mean, they've got that together. I think mm-hmm. certainly, and you know, everything with the same power interface. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think so we'll smart. see a bit of that at CES when we. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some of the guys will be launching. Mm-hmm. You know, no plug, hands-free kind of. Tesla style charging. Well, it's about time. So, moving on to uh, gaming. Mm. PlayStation Home. Yeah, I always said last episode that um, I'd got a a, a key and was going to have a go Mm. at this, and I have had a go of it, Mm -hmm. must admit. I think it's now gone sort of everyone can do it now, I think. Yeah. Um, I had a little look at the video, and the graphics look great. Oh, the the graphics are pretty good, and there's lots of the when you kind of. It takes a long time to download the this, or a relatively long time to download the stuff. Though. Oh. I mean, each each room is you know forty megabytes or something. Oh wow! Okay. So you have to kind of download each areas, and you you move like you go into the cinema. Uh huh. There's I don't know seven theaters, and each theater is showing. It's normally a preview for a game or something. Right. Um, That's cool. But you can watch it almost full screen. Uh, and when people sort of teleport in, mm-hmm. they're kind of ghostly. So as people, as more of their sort of skin start appearing, you start seeing people. Wow. And with this, you can go and play arcade games and stuff like that as well. Cool. So little mini arcade games where you can play um, pretty basic, you know, stuff like 16-bit console games. Mm-hmm. Um, you could play chess with people. Mm, nice. Uh, bowling. So, uh, you could play uh, pool, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Uh, and I think they'll be selling a lot more of the clip-on text pads that go over the top of the um, the PlayStation controller. All right. What do they do? Well, so you can send text chat whilst you're... Oh, right. I see. Right. I see. Actually type in without yeah. having to use so it's that. Actually, actually, it's actually a separate <laughs> peripheral, but it clips right. onto the, the standard sort of joypad thing. I get you. Because so. it's actually very hard to enter text with the PS3 just using arrow keys and things. That's oh, it is. Very tricky. Kind of nice and in fact, thing. this one, I think you can even use it as a... As a modifier key, you can hold down and you then use all, the whole keypad as a, uh, a mouse pointer. <laughs> That's cool. By moving your finger around so mm. it knows spatially where it is, which is quite cool. Nice. So, um, 
I think that's. Are you going to get a PS3 for Christmas? Are you going to treat yourself? Oh, did I? I think I think I got to get a new TV first. But I think yeah, that'll TV. be the next thing after I get a new TV. I did notice at the weekend they're doing a lot of bundles. You know, are they really? Well, maybe a Go TV HD. and a PS3. Yeah, and if you can do a new Sony store, yeah, that would be nice. Yes, maybe that's what I need for Christmas. Mm. If you're listening, Santa Claus, check it out. And also, there was one other. You know, I learned about the other week this dis- display port. Have you heard about that one? Display port, which is supposed to be the you know superseding the new HDMI kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So it's got a far more bus bandwidth than HDMI right. display port, and it can carry power and USB and other high bandwidth stuff. Ooh, so at the same time, cool. Um, if you need multiple displays, and mm. also importantly, multiple displays and, and just one wire. Which if you're mm. you know installing a new flat screen at home, mm. one wire is good. That is good. That's a good plan. Uh, and it goes longer distances as well than HDMI, so okay. about 15 meters. All right, so I need a 120 hertz display HD port. display with display port. I think you won't find any of those, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be announced soon. <laughs> Excellent. That's probably the way to go. So you also had a little story here about Prince of Persia being released without yeah, DRM. What's yeah. that about? Now, Unisoft have had... Um, oh, sorry, not Unisoft. Ubisoft, Ubisoft. have had a... A number of issues with uh, DRM attached to their games, uh-huh. uh, including one instant where they had some issue with the DRM to one of their games, and they actually released as a patch uh, the crack of the DRM it? from someone in the community. Uh-huh. Nevertheless, they uh, they're actually doing a bit of an experiment with the next version of Prince of Persia, and not putting any sort of uh, DRM on it at all. Uh, just to see what happens with retail sales, almost to kind of say, well, look, okay, fine, you've had these issues, right, we'll release one without DRM uh-huh. and uh, see how it goes in terms of the actual sales. Uh, because I, I guess this is a good good, uh, good test because there's been a number of Prince of Persia releases. They're always very popular. And if it turns out that uh, there's more sales or even less sales of Prince of Persia than you can point it well, you know, it's uh, we need to have DRM or maybe we don't need to have DRM. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens. I guess it's interesting. I was just reading through the article here. It's talking about how um, some people buy games online and one of the sort of stopping mm. people pirating the game, you had to physically have the CD in the drive. But mm. if you downloaded the game, you didn't have the CD. Mm-hmm. So therefore it wouldn't work. All oh, right. So they... <laughs> So they just made, they just made a copy of a cracked CD and said, "Hey, use this." Because uh, okay. obviously the guy's got no copyright I over see, his. Right. Uh, oh, if he's cracked. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> so they said, "Okay, use this one. Use this disc image. You'll be fine." Um, mm. I guess so it's interesting. Um, it'd be interesting to know the, the split of game sales between PC and console. Mm. Um, but I would guess the margins are presumably higher for a PC release because oh, yeah, you don't have to, pay, don't have the, to pay that big pay the know, Sony tax fee, or the uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo tax. tax or yeah. the Xbox or the Microsoft tax or something. Yep. Um, but presumably there's a higher level of support you need to do to make sure it runs on all the PCs. Yeah, but, so I guess it swings in roundabouts. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's only one but There's going to have to be a tipping point, isn't there? Presumably. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, we shall see. Now... Lastly, mm. you've got some. I've heard of Roombas, these little kind of remote control, sort of vacuum hoovery things. Yep. What's this one all about? Well, some I was wacky just stuff. To find that um, there was a full-scale emergency in, uh, I think this was in Denmark. Yeah, in the Netherlands. That's like two people. Sorry, Denmark. <laughs> no, there's five million in uh, in. No, not sorry, mm-hmm. Denmark, Netherlands, in the sunny Netherlands, and. Uh, in fact, if I'm not mistaken. This article is all in Netherlandish. <laughs> 
In Dutch, yes. And uh, we're, we're working <laughs> off the Google translation here, but um, okay, it's in Hellerup. Uh, the local police station got a call from a burglary and uh, sent all their guys around as they do. I'm sure they're, they're very good at turning up and stopping burglaries mid uh, in the middle of it all happening. So it's like a motion detector that picked up the... The vacuum cleaner. Yep, was and, uh, they broke in. They broke into the house and was all ready to take this guy down, only to find it was a Roomba running around vacuuming the floor. I like the translation here. Since the announcement came, the alarm system had gone in a villa in Hellerup. Police the ability to tweak a few burglar in flagrante delicto. <laughs> that, in my mind, doesn't sound like catching a burglar in the act, but uh, that sounds something a little more risque. But uh, fantastic. So, uh, Imagine their surprise when it was just a small disc-shaped robot. <laughs> there we go. Ah, uh, we've all done that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not with a robot. Anyway, maybe maybe in a few years' time. Well, um, not bad. Uh, well, I'm uh, starting to make my plans as well to go to the old consumer electronics show. Mm-hmm. So, if anyone's got any top tips of things yeah. I should definitely see, do drop me a line. I'm there. It's going to be a busy old uh, few days, days, as, as yes, ever. Indeed. Um, but we'll hopefully try and squeeze another one in before Christmas, eh? Yep, Ian? for sure. That would be great. Um, so, but that probably about brings us to the end of Couch no, 90. Indeedy. All right, James, well, I, have to have you. I hope you have a great week. And uh, look forward do. to chatting to you in Couch number 98. Indeed. Okay, so it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.